Just say what's on your mind. Tell them here and let them be. Well, I got something deep inside of me. I can't hide it anymore. It needs to be so free. There's no time to let this tale get old. No, no, no. It's the best story I've never told. It's the best story I've never told. Hi, welcome to the series. I am your host, David Ngo. I am a screenwriter, a filmmaker. Sometimes I'm a humanities and social sciences professor. Always I'm a pop culture enthusiast. And uh, in a past life, I was a reality TV executive that made three sisters and their mother from Calabasas a ton of money. Uh, And now I'm here. Uh, I've had kind of a you know, up and down, back and forth, sideways, uh, professional experience in the entertainment industry. And I just felt this was a time to expand my horizons, uh, and, and try something new. Uh, I just, you're never too old or too young to, to kind of step out of your comfort zone. And this is what the podcast is for me. Uh, I, you know, normally if you see me at a party, you're probably not going to see me at a party because I'm not there because I'm at home in my PJs, watching Netflix, or I'm at the party being forced to be there, and I'm in the way back, in the backyard, by the food, just munching on chips and salsa, and only talking to the person that I came to the party with, or that I know that is there, Uh, and that's kind of me, so, you know, for me, doing this podcast and stepping out of my comfort zone is big deal uh i feel vulnerable but also you know excited at the idea that i can kind of perhaps grow and be a better person out of this experience uh and i hope that uh you can kind of see that in our our episodes too where you know i've asked a really great group of guests to step out, out of their comfort zones and be vulnerable and tell a story that they don't tell publicly for the first time you know, I think it's one thing to tell a great story that you always tell people that you know people are going to love, but then to be asked to tell a story that you've kind of kept quiet for a significant portion of your life, I think is a whole different experience. So, you know, it's been really cool to have these guests on and to be able to share in their unearthing uh, of, of a hidden story uh, and kind of experiencing that for the first time as they do and kind of going through them trying to make sense of putting themselves out there in the public uh, with the story for the first time, their story for the first time. So I hope you enjoy all that. I hope you get something cool uh, out of this series as I have. And uh, please enjoy this episode and the rest of our program. Thanks. Hello and welcome to the show. We're about to engage in a really lively and enthusiastic conversation with the one and only Alicia Cowan. Oh, wow. One and only. You hear that, guys? Thank you. David, no. <laughs> you might have to speak a little louder. Oh, thanks, David, no. Well, I am the one and only. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out the sound mix. Anyways, right. just, you can speak in your normal voice. Uh, I just, 
I just want to give a little bit of context, as I do with every episode uh, about my guests. Uh, Alicia, as of this taping, is a television comedic writer on a show that has not aired yet. And I don't know if I'm allowed to mention it. Am I? Oh, yeah. Okay, it's called Southside. Yeah. Which will be on Comedy Central <laughs> at some point. Um, and the fallish. Yeah, and depending on when this episode is out for the internets, <laughs> it may be nice promotion for yes. Alicia and her show. You all go watch it, okay? Now, I, the, just to give a little bit of context, uh, so Alicia and I, Alicia to me is a little bit of, she has a similar disposition as I do in the in the comedy world and how we tell jokes and how we generally just hang out yeah. in life, mm-hmm. uh, which I think probably why she and I get get along. I think the big difference is uh, Alicia really doesn't care about anything, <laughs> and I think everyone hates me. It's the biggest difference. Yeah, it is. But how we approach people is still the same. We're still kind of like somewhat mellow, yeah. I would say. Uh, and that's <laughs> that's that's Alicia. Also, I should mention that she's from the south side of Chicago. I am. So thank God for this show coming along, just, saving my life. Just bring in, bring in your experiences to the show. Yeah. Like, Everybody was from the south. Well, yeah, everybody was from the South Side, so to speak. But everyone was from Chicago, so it was a um, a rare a rare room to be in. Um, but everybody was super dope. And when you're all from like the same place, obviously on a show called South Side, you can kind of throw out your crazy Chicago stories. And um, I think we all kind of bonded on that that level for sure. Um. Yeah, that's a that's a good segue, Ooh. as they say in the podcast biz. Now that I'm a veteran <laughs> of doing interviews, segue. We so I. In this case, uh, I asked beforehand, Alicia. I asked Alicia beforehand, just to give me a couple of stories she might want to tell, because she wasn't sure what she wanted to tell. So she was just going to throw me like a couple quick log lines, uh, and then one stood out, and I was like, well. <laughs> I don't know what this is. It's somewhat vague, but not vague. But I got—I just got to hear it played out. And I think it does relate to. It sounds like it relates to your growing up in Chica- uh, Chicago, yeah, in, in a way, or at least one of the the incident you're going to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but again, as I preface, I don't really know how this is going to go because I <laughs> haven't heard the story myself. Yeah. This is the the first time it's publicly revealed for all of our. Uh, listeners out there so without further ado we will now hear alicia's best story she's never told um excuse me uh yeah so i mean growing up in chicago is um you know i grew up in the the inner city as the, the kids say um so it was like a you know i got some street cred Um, but within that, I also have very interesting parents. Um, my mother, (laughs) my mother in particular is a very, God bless her. She's such an interesting woman. Um, and I think she is the reason that certain people 
are currently in my life because um, she's a very specific personality. So I've noticed as I've gotten older that more people that come into my life are very similar to her, hmm. uh, which is very interesting. Um, so are you going to tell us what she's like? Yeah, she's just, um, to put my mother in words, she's the most giving <laughs> human being on the planet. Like, she's very generous. Uh, and she, you know, gave me everything I needed, her and my dad, when I was growing up. Um, even though, you know, we didn't have a, a lot. Um, I don't even know if we were technically, like, middle we were probably like work working class i guess okay um but with that like i had everything i needed they kept me active you know i was a pretty good student i played sports blah 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 um but my mom is the parent who's very reactive so you can tell her one thing and her brain just kind of takes on the weight of the world at that very moment so she's not a parent that you can like uh give information to okay um so i would always go to my dad the chill parent for just like if i had maybe some something that i just didn't want like an overwhelming reaction to so with that um also growing up since i mentioned that i played sports i was like very much a tomboy which i kind of still am in certain respects Um, But she would, like, dress me up in, like, these horrific, puffy dresses, like, on every occasion possible. So Easter, Christmas, like, all that stuff. Um, Because I never wanted to wear dresses, this was her time to force me to do that. Um, Other times she forced me to do that were at funerals of people that had died in our family or someone else's family whom I had never met before or had really like any relation or contact to. Um, so I don't know exactly how old I was. I think probably at age, between ages like seven and 10, uh, I've been to a handful of funerals of people that I didn't know. Uh, at all at at all no and it was either people you know they were older people so it was probably people that my grandparents knew so my mom grew up knowing them but I had never met these people Uh, but her joy of taking me forcing me to go to these funerals was so she could dress me up in these little puffy dresses <laughs> like, okay. And she would make me view the body as well, like go up to the casket and like look at these dead people that I've never met. Um, and I never understood why I was there um, until last Christmas. Ooh, yeah. When I went home, and I don't know how we got <laughs> got on the subject, but it was me, her, my aunt my grandparents sitting in like their living room and we were just all talking and i was like yeah like remember you used to make me go to those funerals with people i didn't know and she was just like yeah but the reason like you looked so cute in your funeral dresses and i was just like 
So you made me go to <laughs> funeral. Okay. Funerals of people I've never met because you wanted people to see that I looked cute in my dresses that you dressed me up in. So if that's not like an insight into how my mother's brain kind of works. Yeah. Um, she's the reason I don't. I mean, who likes funerals? But like, I really don't like funerals because. I just went to so many as a kid for no reason. So, so many questions right now. <laughs> so many. I, I did. <laughs> yeah, she's I mean, so weird. Oh, my you, mom. Yeah, I mean, you told me it's a story about going to funeral. <laughs> but, like, I didn't get. Certainly, okay. It, can we unravel the story a bit and try to. Yeah, let's unravel. Well. <laughs> So are fashion dresses really a thing or just a thing that you experienced? I don't even, these dresses were ugly. Wow. Okay. Uh, to you, but not to your mom. Here's the thing. I don't know if it's a black parent thing, but I, cause I've seen lots of my friends growing up being forced to wear similar. It's just like a poofy, disgusting dress. Yeah. That is too big, but, and they're colorful usually. And, you know, I have photos of me back in the day at different events with those dresses. Yeah. So it was just her joy to, I don't know if it was to have people compliment me on these dresses at right. funerals. Right. That I think that's, <laughs> but at a funeral. At a <laughs> But, At the saddest time in someone's family at a funeral. I w- yeah, I would say cross-culturally, the funeral is a sad time, probably for most people. I agree. And to have your mom use it as an opportunity to do <laughs> New, York, New York fashion runway week. me in a dress. Yeah. Uh, but she's a little dark. If I... Uh, thinking back, <clears throat> she's a dark... Uh, now, I, <laughs> there's so I don't even know where. Let me. I'll, I'll start a little bit, just more, the, my standard like question. Yeah. Just because I don't even know what to ask. <laughs> why? So why? Why have you never told this story? I think it's you know sometimes you um, push things to the back of your mind. Um, yeah. But then I started to think like. I have said for a very long time, and I don't know if the funeral dresses started it, that like I want to be like cremated. I don't. And I think that might be because I don't want another little girl being forced to come to my funeral who doesn't (laughs) even know me. (laughs) So that made me so deep. And deeply hidden that I didn't even know that's why I wanted to be cremated. I don't know. I'm wow. just throwing that out there. But yeah. this is getting so dark <laughs> so fast. Wow. Uh, Death is a part of life. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah. Um, well, I guess, yeah. I mean, I mean, we're kind of talking about death, which I'm not into personally. But I'm not into you it. went to so many funerals as a kid. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's actually actually affected your view 
uh, particularly with cremation i guess we've just found out yeah big exclusive i think it has uh you know things affect us that we don't realize and they affect us in a certain way that you don't like realize until you get older um but like i used to tell my parents like that i wasn't going to their funeral like i didn't want to see them how i used to have to see those other people so again mm. could have been because my mom messed me up you yeah know, taking me to these funerals but uh i'm trying to figure out I guess my dad was at work, so he couldn't watch me <laughs> during the funeral days. Or maybe she was just adamant about yeah. taking me. I'm just trying to get into, I, I don't even, like, this is going to be the most, like, convoluted conversation, because there's so many things to get into, but I'm just trying to get into maybe your mom's mentality. You know, we're both, we're both, uh, you're, you're a writer, I'm, yeah. I'm something. You're a writer. Okay, yeah. I'm a writer too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, slash host. And yes. we're trying to get in the mind of your mom because what she's trying to show you off <laughs> at a funeral. At a yeah. funeral because you look great in these yeah. dresses, which apparently are not great. No, they're hideous. Uh, we'll just call them. Were, are they, were they like the, the Puff Daddy shiny suits in the 90s kind of? Like, is it that kind of? T- is that what we're talking about here? They're like. No. Or like the, like the little, like little Miss, Little House on the Prairie kind of a poofy. Something more resembling. Like Amish kind of we get. Not Amish, just poofy for no reason. Like sleeves are poofy, and then the. Bad prom. Yeah, bad prom. Okay, bad prom. Okay, so you're you're in bad prom dresses. I'm in bad prom dresses. And yeah. Your mom is, I guess, is she, because see, the fact that she's going to funerals of people she doesn't really know. She may have grown up with them, but I didn't know them. Yeah. But so like, I shouldn't be there. But she's not necessarily knowing them well. No, of course so not. So it's, it's kind of like just yeah. like a person in the neighborhood. Kind yeah. of like, like you don't really know them, but you. Right, you, no. You, you she know. probably met them a few times right. in her youth. Right, exactly. So then she's an adult. And the, the, the relationship's not really there anymore, but she's still going to the funeral. Yeah, and you know, my mom doesn't like, she's never been one, which is probably where I get this from. She's pretty much a homebody. Uh, <laughs> except for funerals. She's funeral. a homebody, except for funerals. Oh, so it's dang. like, yo, she loves funerals. Funerals get her out of the house. She lives for the funeral. <laughs> yeah, it's I, really like weird. Because I remember at a certain point, I don't know what age. Obviously, I was in an age old enough to be like, "Yo, I'm I'm not going to, I'm not going to this funeral." Like where I could like speak up and be like, "No, I don't want to go to a funeral." That I was able to like stop going. Right. Um. But like, you shouldn't have to say you don't want to go to a funeral. What? Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean. But maybe she taught me confidence. Well, you know? I was I was just trying to think like. Yeah, we we should talk about it. it. Her effects on you for sure. But is she trying to bring joy to the funeral? Like, hey, I know you guys are feeling sad, but here's my daughter in a really awesome dress, and she looks super cute. Uh, I think it looks great. I don't care if it's a bad prom dress because I don't think it's bad. I don't know. It could be that, or she didn't want to go to the funeral alone. Okay. So she made her daughter go. 
but she, but say she lives to go to the funerals, right? If she's a homebody. Yeah. But like my dad wasn't going because he's not right. a funeral or a church guy or any of that. So like he wasn't going. We're totally dissecting <laughs> this like a screenplay right now. Getting, getting, yeah. getting analysis going. Yeah, it's weird. Because like sometimes my, like my grandma would go, my aunt would go to some of them. But like I think I was like her date, like her funeral like date. Yeah. Because usually people who are homebodies like need someone else to go with them. And I was her kid, so right. I had no choice in the matter. Well, because sometimes you, you could go to a funeral service and be happy. Mm-hmm. Or like, like, cause you're celebrating that person. Right. So it's, it, you're trying to be positive. You're, you're not necessarily, you're mourning in a, oh, that was, that was a great person. Here's some great memories kind yeah. of vibe. But when you don't really know the person. Right. And definitely your daughter doesn't know. Right. And the people that don't know your daughter, right. they might remember you. Yeah. What, what, what are you <laughs> trying to, I don't, what? Nobody knows. That's the real answer. Wow, what a mystery. And all I remember is people crying. <laughs> <laughs> At that age, I yeah. was like, this is awful. There was no joy. I was like, yeah. everyone's sad, which honestly is probably why <laughs> I am. <laughs> I feel like I know you now. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Because I agree. I, I'm just having this revelation now. Yeah. That's probably why I'm not sensitive to emotion. Yeah, because I grew up at funerals seeing people cry, and I was just like, "Oh, I'm just here. That's what happens in life." That may be why. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because holy crap, yeah, I'll, mom. Okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll get. I'll give a little insight. Uh, uh, you know, writing and and living in L.A. is uh, a challenge. Certainly, yes. neither of us have to pursue screenwriting as a trade, but we've yeah. chosen to. But yeah. there's certainly ups and downs. And, you know, uh, I've often chatted with Alicia about mm-hmm. things where I'm always like, I think the world hates me. I think everyone hates my stuff. I think everyone hates me. Yes. And Alicia's response generally is, they're all dumb. <laughs> Do you? Who cares about them? It's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So I'm always like, wow, how is she always so like, everyone needs to just chill. Yeah. And uh, I got this. Yeah. I always, it's like a weird, like, like you don't care. But then you cared about me to say like, hey, those people are dumb. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm just one of those people that I have, I can count on my hands, like my for real, for real friends. I don't collect friends because typically introverts don't. People, like, with my boyfriend, Derek, people... Past guests on the show, by the way. Yeah. Check that episode out, too. I'm pretty sure mine is a little bit better, but... Uh, um, but I, people like him, having people around him is just invigorating. Like, it, it lightens yeah. him. For me, people drain me. So it's like, I yes. have a select group of people that I invest my time in. So if you're one of those people then I think you're like a dope person and I most times think you're talented because I most of the people I know are in the industry. They're writers or directors or whatever. Um, so I truly like 
I think you're a dope writer. So I like truly believe in what you do. And I, I'm a big believer in like everything is timing is everything. And your perception of yourself also can hinder or help what you're doing. So it's like, I do think that people are dumb. Like you just have to keep, (laughs) (laughs) you literally have to keep being you because there's only one you. And you have to believe in yourself too much. Like, you you really do, because that's yeah. the industry that we live in. So it's like, if you don't, like, I mean, everyone says it, but if you don't, who is going to? And especially here, it's like, people can smell it. Like, if, if, if there's doubt in you, in your abilities, that, that gets cast into the universe and in your meetings or in whatever. So it's just like, you kind of got to just be your biggest fan. Um, so I'm always here to support friends. Cause I don't know how to have friends that I really actually don't like. Like I don't keep those people around. Sure. So, um, yeah, I don't the, even know what we were. The, I don't know. We just, it just got like, it, got, it went, it went super Ted talk. <laughs> Like we just went into like an inspirational part of, of the conversation of like funerals to Ted talk. Yeah. Like there's seemingly, I guess we can conclude that there's seemingly no discernible reason why you went to funerals as a kid that you didn't know. No, I think for me to know that I would have to look deeper into my mother, which mystery right now, mostly she's a, She's a funny lady. But that has somehow, I guess we just realized, formed who you are. Yeah. Kind of a very specific. Yes. Like even beyond like just because your boyfriend mentioned this to me uh, in his. No, I don't want to. This is not a promotion for his episode, (laughs) but he also grew up in Chicago. Yeah. uh, I believe South Side. Yeah. And he. But you guys didn't know each other then. No. But he also he mentioned to me like that as part of the culture in, in Chicago Southside, people kind of keep things close to the vest. Mm-hmm. They, they're not trying to like give too much info 100%. unless unless like the trust is earned. Yeah. And even then, it's like, well, you still gotta be, yeah, stay a bit guarded. Exactly, because so. you know, grow up trying to you're taught to protect yourself because you know your environment is your environment, and if it's not the best suited place for someone to be, then you have to keep stuff close to the, to the chest. Yeah. And I, yeah. Cause you know, truth be told, I probably only know like five things about you. Yeah. You love French fries. Oh, yeah. You go on a lot of commercial auditions that, <laughs> that you just think are not great. Yeah. I hate them. Uh, Chicago comedy writer, funny, yeah. Those probably six things. So, wow. so to, cause I would say the funeral thing probably has shaped you more than actually like living in Chicago in a way like, like this, at least we're at least talking about yeah your confidence now or like your, you know, not, not apathy for the world, but just like mm-hmm. people are dumb and they need to step out of the way for you to. Yeah. Do your do your thing, you know. They I, do. I agree. I really agree with that. Yeah, this mysterious funeral. <laughs> this mysterious funeral has molded me into who I am today. 
because I'm like, I guess growing up, you see, I'm at this funeral. People die. The world moves on. People cry. That's what happens. And then. then, But you look good. But but you look good. You always have to look good. Yeah, but and you you do actually ironic funeral that that does that's that's a pro tip for any aspiring content creators I'll say because now it's like people do a lot of different things yeah than just write act direct produce edit yeah star etc but you you usually have to put on a good Mm -hmm. a good demeanor yeah even if your life is falling apart and you think everyone hates you yeah you you got you know people don't want to hear that yeah. I mean, people don't want to hear it, but then there's so many people going through the same stuff that I think it's fine to show that side of yourself. I think it's the, like where it depends where it is. Right. Right. Like the context of it. Like you don't want to fall apart in the middle of like a meeting, a meeting, Yeah, but you can fall apart at home or yeah. at a bar maybe, or yeah, as long as you have someone yeah. to fall apart with, cause you just don't want that stuff is like. You can't be alone. That's when the, the thoughts start coming in. And, oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, well, I, you know, this is, I, I don't know if I do this every episode, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm just trying to create, like, a format for myself. <laughs> yeah. But how, do, you know, how do you feel now having told that story, which will be public? Uh, it. Maybe it'll be in your bio if like... I this, think I'm going to put it in there. Yeah, if this like takes off and, you know, I'm getting sponsorship yeah. deals and whatnot. Yeah. Th- like you could link this interview conversation mm-hmm. to your bio. But how, like, how do you feel having told something that's basically sort of defined who you are now in a way? It's weird because before I came in here, I, I didn't... It's like deeper than I. Yeah, than I, I thought. I thought we were. I thought. I thought we were just gonna riff a little bit, and like I just you just tell me this funeral story, and I, we would like crack jokes. No, or, yeah, I thought that too. But then you start to actually think about it. It's like, oh, yeah, that kind of shaped me a lot. Um, I mean, you know, we're all kind of predisposed to our personalities, and you know, right. based off of who your family is, your parents, blah, blah, blah. But I feel I'm happy I told that story because I'm going to continue to tell it now. Uh, now. Yeah, now it's part of your Wikipedia. It is. It is. <laughs> Hopefully. In my IMDb, it's in... Uh, Fingers crossed. It's in everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good story to tell. And I honestly am going to go home and think about it some more. Oh, wow. Uh, and probably talk to my mom uh, or my dad because he's oh nice yeah uh, to get his his take on yeah it. Uh, anyone at home feel free to listen to this episode every Mother's Day <laughs> or fa- or Father's yes. Day I, I mean your dad's part of the story too he is by not being a by part of the not story being not yeah by working usually he would save me from stuff like this but I think he was working so he. Maybe on purpose, like oh, I gotta work again, so I can't make the funeral again of someone I don't really know. Well, I don't. He just growing up was never. If he didn't want to go to a funeral or a gathering, he wouldn't go. Hmm. Uh, And I just that's how I am now. 
actually. Wow, look at what? this. What? Look at this. Oh, we tied in the whole family. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, my dad, if he doesn't want to do something, he will not do it. And that is how yeah, that, I am. That that's how I would describe you. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't know any of this really. Yeah. <laughs> like I <laughs> I don't I don't so but like a therapy session it kind of is yeah i don't like crap maybe i should get into yeah i mean this is not about me but maybe i should get into therapy or something as a a therapist yeah yeah therapy is great for everyone let's Um, let's support better mental health everyone yeah mental health is there we go important so yeah i guess on that note (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, I didn't. I really thought we were just gonna riff jokes because we're kind of in that space, and yeah. that's generally how we talk. Mm-hmm. Mixed in with, I hate everyone hates me, <laughs> and then you're like, no, don't say that. You're that's not true. Yeah, yeah. People are dumb, and I'm like, okay. People are dumb. Uh, Tagline. S- yeah. So, te- <laughs> people are dumb. Go check out that next funeral in your local obituary. <laughs> And I would like to thank Alicia for being on the show. Yay. All right. Stay tuned for more episodes later and all that. We'll talk soon. We will. All right. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Ready for another episode? Well, check us out at beststoryinevertold.com or also find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or a number of other podcast aggregators. And if you're interested in sponsoring a future episode of this series, please contact us at beststoryinevertold at gmail.com.